0: Ladies, welcome back to another episode of Bouncing Hormones Naturally podcast. We have a another podcast episode actually that's been a big request, which is on PCOS. So we have Dr. Potter on, who is a functional medicine naturopathic doctor. So the best of basically all the worlds here, and she is a leading expert in PCOS fertility. So I'm going to let you take it from here because I want to hear how you became an expert in PCOS like what took you down that path because there's so many different i feel like ways to kind of look at fertility
1: yes thank you leah it's so wonderful to be here so i've been in practice for you know almost a decade now and have always been working in women's health and um just started getting more and more patients who are coming into my office and saying things like Well, I talked with my other doctor and, um, I was told I have PCOS and I just, you know, they gave me a pamphlet and a prescription and I'm still not pregnant. Um, Mm, you know, is there anything else? Yeah. Right. Or, you know, something else that gets me, they'll, they say that they were told like the only answer is to lose weight. And if they lose weight, everything with their fertility will open up for them. So good luck. And that's incredibly frustrating And so, you know, I'm hearing these stories from these women and I'm just thinking to myself, like something has to be done here because there are so many more options for fertility and for PCOS. And what's happening is... That there's a lot of misconceptions out there about PCOS, and um, just uh, there's a lot of misinformation that doctors are using with their patients. And so that's what led me on this path to really get clear foundational information, research backed um, to help these women. And of course, you know, sometimes medications are necessary and a really important part of the fertility journey but it's missing this huge piece of your health. That sometimes if we focus on these parts, you know, that fertility piece opens right up. So, Uh,
0: so you just broke open like so many nuggets. So we're going to have to like, yeah, we're going to have to break this apart. Um, one of the biggest ones that I want to actually start first with is, um, diagnosing and like the prescription for PCOS because I find, um, not only are they just told to lose weight and given a prescription, they're off also told like, Oh, you have PCOS, like come back when you want to get pregnant. Like, it's like, let's not even support you or help you or guide you unless you're trying to get pregnant. And I feel like this is such a misconception that makes me want to like bang my head against a wall. Is that hormones only have to do with pregnancy, like your reproductive system. And it's like, well, yes, but they also have so many other things that they do. So can we dive into that a little bit? Can we talk about like a, how do you even get diagnosed with PCOS? Like what are some things that would make you go, Hmm, maybe I should go see if I have PCOS. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know this is so important. Um, okay. So there's really two steps to getting diagnosed with PCOS and then figuring out what's going on in your body so that you can have the most straightforward plan forward. So um, part one would be, you know, going through the the diagnostic criteria for PCOS. And Mm -hmm. I will also say that in the medical community, there's lots of research being done on PCOS. So there are, there is a set of criteria for diagnosis, but they vary a little bit, mm-hmm. um, and it's changing. So mm-hmm. it's something that that the medical community is working really hard to try to understand. Right yeah. now, the three aspects of PCOS um, that you would need to fit into two out of three of these in order to be diagnosed. So. One is having elevated androgen hormones, which is testosterone, our male pattern hormones, which lead to symptoms like that unwanted hair growth, right? Like on the chin, um, upper thigh, that kind of thing. Um, and then, so that's number one, elevated androgens. Number two would be ovulation issues. So, you know, someone who is not having regular periods, someone who's testing to see if they're ovulating and and finding out that they're not ovulating. Mm -hmm. And then number three would be having cysts on the ovaries. So that's also really interesting because it's called polycystic ovarian syndrome, Um, but having cysts on your ovaries is not a requirement in Mm -hmm. order to be diagnosed with this. Yeah. So that's the first step is to get diagnosed to understand if you have PCOS or not. Um, And then this is something that not a lot of doctors do, but I, you know, it is the number one next step that I do is to figure out what type of PCOS that person has. Yeah. um, Because PCOS is a syndrome, it looks different for everyone, right? Like what you need is going to be different from Mm -hmm. what your friend needs, And that's because it's doing different things in your body. And so what's been found is that there are really four categories that um, PCOS fits into. And so understanding if you're, you know, one type or a mix of three or all of the types, that's Mm going to be really important because, you know, so say you're going into your doctor and they say, okay, well, you have PCOS, here's a prescription. That it it works for some women, which is awesome. But what we're finding is that it doesn't work for everyone. And and why is because that's just a blanket treatment. And so yeah, PCOS just doesn't respond well to blanket treatment. So you need to take that next step of finding out what type you have. And then once you figure out what type, then you get that you know straightforward treatment plan to -hmm. open up for your fertility.
0: And so going back to the types, I just find that like, it's, it needs a new name. (laughs) Let's start with that. It needs a new name (laughs) Uh because so many women have cysts because your ovaries are dynamic. And if you don't ovulate, you're going to get a cyst, but they don't have PCOS. And then a lot of women with PCOS, sometimes they do regularly ovulate and they don't have cysts. And so then... Mm -hmm. They don't get a diagnosis because the doctor's like, well, I'm just going to do an ultrasound and you have no cysts, so you don't have PCOS. Mm-hmm. And and then I think you're just, you're struggling to figure out what exactly is wrong. So I definitely think it needs a new name, um, but how, like, if you go, okay, I have PCOS, like I fit into two or three of these categories, which honestly... Don't diagnose yourself, you guys, but I feel like you should have a pretty good idea if you have it or not, if you have, like, the symptoms of elevated androgens and you have irregular cycles. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't even need a test in some cases to... You know, check that off. So if you if you go, oh, okay, I definitely have those. Then advocate harder at your doctors. If they're like, oh no, you don't have any cysts on your ovaries. It's like, no, hello, I'd like some blood work. I'd like, you know, all the things. Um. So let's say you you have PCOS, and now you go, okay, what's the next step? So what are the four types? Like, what? Let's dive into that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So uh, four types. And one, which is the most common, is insulin resistant, um, which is also, yes, so big. Like it's so big that often people think insulin resistance is always a part of PCOS Mm -hmm. and a part of the diagnosis. It's not. Uh, Not everyone with PCOS has insulin resistance, but out of the types, it is the most common. Um, I um, see.
0: I think too, why like you automatically think you have insulin resistance is like PCOS kind of also gets lumped into it being really hard to lose weight, Um, which like you said, it is the most common one, but sadly nine out of 10 Americans have a metabolic issue. And so it's like, even if you don't have insulin resistance, you could have other things going on that are also affecting your metabolism. So I can see why it's so easy to immediately like go down that trail of like, Oh, I got insulin resistance.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So that's why it's important to talk with a doctor who can help you. Um, you don't necessarily need to get a lab test done, but because there are some symptoms that are pretty indicative of insulin resistance and, you know, um, there are, there are values for when you have insulin resistance, but even if you're not quite in that, you haven't advanced there yet, and you're having like imbalanced blood sugar issues, that's still something that you want to really pay attention to, particularly for fertility, because we know how strong that link is between insulin and ovulation. Yeah. yeah, So that insulin resistance type is going to have, you know, you're going to, um, be feeling kind of irritable and hangry when you're skipping meals, or if you've gone too long without eating, you may like gain weight pretty easily, and um, so those are kind of the strong signs of insulin resistance, yeah. Um, yeah, and then type two is adrenal PCOS, mm-hmm. yeah. So just understanding how strongly linked uh, the adrenal hormones, um, cortisol and DHEA, how they are strongly linked with ovulation issues. And so, um, you know, a lot of women (laughs) who have PCOS, they're, they're told like really dismissive advice, like, you know, just go lose some stress and everything will happen for you. Because, I mean, fertility is a really stressful journey. And mm-hmm. to tell somebody that is just, it's insensitive. And so when we're talking about like adrenal PCOS and your stress hormones, it's not to say like, go meditate a little bit extra every day and it'll all be great for you. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> what we're talking about is like physiologically what your hormones are doing inside your body. Mm-hmm. And so there's like really simple ways to test for that. We do salivary labs. Um, and then we're able to see like what cortisol is doing throughout the day. Like we can just nap it, yeah. um, and we can look and see what DHEA levels are doing. And so that's really important because we do live in a pretty stressful environment, like a culture, mm-hmm. That's stressful, and then add fertility on top of that, then your body might not be responding Mm -hmm. um, again hormonally to that stress. And so, if your adrenal glands are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, then that cascades into ovulation issues and those elevated androgens.
0: Okay. Um, We're going to do a pause break to break that down too, because I so often what I see happen, um, so I have a a Facebook group. And it's actually quite big. We have, we have over like 7,000 members in there and something so common that I see in there is someone goes, I have insulin resistant PCOS, or I have adrenal PCOS. And the comments flood with people being like, you need this supplement, this supplement and this supplement. And it changed my life. And I just always go, no, don't do that (laughs) because Everybody needs different supplements or responds differently. And so a lot of times you go, oh, yes, I'm stressed. Well, a lot of people are stressed. That doesn't necessarily mean you have adrenal PCOS and jumping down that rabbit hole of just being like, oh, I need an adaptogen for my, for my stress. I'm going to take some ashwagandha. Mm -hmm. And it's like, maybe, maybe that would work really well for you. And maybe it wouldn't, but I think we end up on spending more money on supplements by trying random things, trying to just kind of guesswork it instead of really figuring out, nope, this is exactly what's going on. This would be the best supplement for me. Um, So yeah, I I guess I just wanted to stick that in there so people don't start going and like (laughs) self-medicating themselves because I see that so often.
1: Right. I mean, you know, of course, when you're wanting to have your baby, like you're, you're desperate to yeah. find options, but really it's a waste of money. And it's like throwing spaghetti at the wall it is. when you're just like, Oh, I heard this worked or this worked for my friend. I'm going to try it because again, circling back to this, that PCOS it's a syndrome. It's a, it's a mix of different mm-hmm. symptoms and different processes yeah. in the body. So your, your internal Picture is different than your friends, mm-hmm. and so yeah. And then when it comes to adaptogens, I mean, I love adaptogens. I use them all the time, but certain ones um, they'll drop your cortisol. And if you already have low cortisol, and you take an adaptogen that drops it even lower, you're going to wake up feeling hungover in the mornings, and yeah. you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, I am right there on board with you, Leah. Yeah. To
0: yeah. And it's, it can be frustrating, but, but, and I'm not saying that like hearing other people's stories is bad because I think that's how you, you know, where to investigate. So like, if someone is going to share their story of what worked with them for them, I would take that and then take that to your provider or your practitioner, whoever you're working with and be like, Hey, have you heard about this? Like, what do you think about it? Um, and if you have a good one, they're not gonna like get insulted and get their ego bruised by that. And they'll walk, they'll walk you through that of why maybe they didn't put you on that, or maybe they go, oh, that's actually a really good idea. Let's look into that more. Um, just because I see this so often, um, the my big hiccup one that I always like stomp on is dim. Because uh-huh. like as soon as someone has estrogen dominant symptoms, they're like, "Take DIM," uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, "If you're if you don't have high estrogen, you're just metabolizing it wrong. You're gonna feel so much worse on DIM."
1: Mm-hmm. So yes,
0: yeah. Anyway, no, that's
1: really important. Yeah,
0: that's my that's Leah's rant for the day. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> to type three.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So type three is post pill PCOS. Mm -hmm. Um, something I see really commonly in my practice. And so the hallmarks of this type is for someone who, you know, um, before getting on the pill or just a hormonal birth control, like a Mirena IUD, um, they have normal periods and, you know, don't even think much about their reproductive hormones or anything. Because there are no issues, and then right. they get on hormonal birth control. Um, you know, it could be a few months, could be a few years, and then they get off it, and all of a sudden they're gaining weight really quickly. Their periods—either they aren't coming back at all, or they're really irregular, uh, maybe heavy bleeding, things like that. Yeah. So there you are, like in that PCOS state, and um, you know we see. <laughs> that that the pill, just how it's interacting in the body, that leads to this hormonal imbalance, um mm-hmm. but because of that that can be one of the
0: easiest types of p c o s to reverse um, yeah yeah do you so what are your thoughts here i I go back and forth, do you think that post pill p c o s is basically post pill <laughs> issues, it's like birth control syndrome and brought on by birth control? Or do you think that those issues were there before and birth control basically um, created the perfect environment for them to manifest themselves? Because a lot of issues, like too, I know we always say, um, people always think, oh, I inherited that from my mom. And it's like, yes, but only 10% of disease is genetic. Like the rest is environmental. So you kind of have to be able to you, if you put yourself in that environment, then bam, that's going to happen. So what are your thoughts there? Do you think it's there and then it's exacerbated or it's just kind of like a post pill syndrome issue?
1: Well, I would say it's a little mix of both in the mm-hmm. sense that, I mean, we know that not everyone who takes the pill develops these symptoms. Yeah. So it's not like you can say, like we have to pull the pill from the market because it is always leading to these symptoms. Um, That's not the case. And so um, there are people who have certain dispositions that are leading to these issues when they're taking the pill. Mm -hmm. So whether or not we know that it was there before taking the pill and then it just, you know, got exacerbated, like there's, unless we do like tons of studies on people Prior to them getting on the pill, like there's mm-hmm. just no way
0: to know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. kind of wish we did though. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just, there's so many side effects from birth control and so many women just go in with no education and just like these mm-hmm. blinders on. And it's like, it comes with a black box warning. You'd think your doctor would want to go over those side effects with you. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, yeah. So yeah, that, that would
1: be a topic for another, (laughs) (laughs)
0: um, and
1: then type four is inflammatory PCOS. So, um, what we see with that is, um, typically like an autoimmune condition Mm -hmm. along with the PCOS. So Hashimoto's thyroiditis is the most common. Um, so an autoimmune condition of the thyroid and yeah, um, So that's just when your immune system is going on overdrive and has found your thyroid Mm -hmm. as an enemy in your body. Um, and the thyroid is really important with fertility. So regardless of if you have uh, an autoimmune condition, you you want to be sure that you get your thyroid hormones checked, because um, that's so important. But that's kind of that's a side note. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> with this inflammatory PCOS, you know, so you could have a diagnosed autoimmune condition, or you could just have um, signs of inflammation, like joint pain, um, mm-hmm. would be, you know, the biggest one feeling sluggish and, um, and, uh, you know, unfortunately those symptoms are a little vague, but, um, and that's why it's important yeah. to talk with someone to help you.
0: Yeah. So, mm- I, and I think it, it, it really is because like a lot of these symptoms can manifest itself in multiple issues. So like, um, Like fatigue. It's like, okay, that could just be a blood sugar imbalance. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I think that's where it's, you know, really, really important to make sure you have a clear cut plan and you aren't just like doctor Googling your symptoms, even though I do think that Mm -hmm. can be a helpful way maybe to start. I don't think it's a helpful way to treat because that's where I feel like the frustration kicks in and the women are like, I've tried everything. Like, I'm just stuck this way. I can't do anything about it. And it's like, well, if you keep throwing spaghetti at a wall and just hoping something sticks, like that's the best way to burn out and just feel like completely stuck. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that's important.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and on that, if you are just kind of, Googling information, kind of trying to fit pieces together, you know, you're also missing out on, okay, what else is going on in your body that's contributing to your PCOS symptoms? Like I was just mentioning thyroid um, and how important that is. And, um, you know, so looking at different systems in your body, because fertility is not just about your lady parts, right? Right. Um, sometimes we get stuck in that, like, okay, I just need to focus on my progesterone levels and, and focusing on ovulation. Well, what else is going on in your body that's affecting your ovulation? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how, why you need to take that like holistic view of your body. And also why a lot of these medications aren't working because, um, you know, what's happening is that many women with PCOS are going in talking about fertility and their doctors are like, okay, well, we're just going to get you, um, on an ovulation, uh, enhancer, you know, like letrozole, mm-hmm. um, yeah. right away. And yes, um, we see that letrozole can support ovulation. It doesn't work for everyone. And that's because it's missing out on this big part of your health that, mm-hmm. You know, you've got to look at before jumping to these higher level fertility mm-hmm. medications, um, so that you can optimize your health and, yeah. yeah, have the best chance of becoming pregnant. Maybe you don't need the medications, maybe you do, and as long as doing this other work, then you know it just increases your chances of it working.
0: Yeah, i I know that a lot of times on here because our title is balancing hormones naturally, we don't often talk about medication (laughs) options Mm -hmm. because i think that most of the time we we skip those foundational steps but i do vividly like remember that we had a client with pcos as a while ago and she um she had tried all of the things all of the things to get pregnant and get her cycle back and nothing was really working and we got her um So she actually went through one of our programs and she was started to lose weight. She's like, I got more energy. Um, And we had, she had a lot of things to work through. Like she also had a thyroid issue um, and all of that, but she got set up so well. And then I believe she was regularly cycling and then she decided um, her choice was to also add in an ovulation, more support medication.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: she messaged like two months later and she's like, I'm pregnant. And it's not that she hadn't tried the medications before. It's just that you you have to make sure your ground <laughs> becomes, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, yeah, sometimes maybe um you're like, okay, I just need some support here in this area, getting my body to ovulate, or maybe I need a stronger ovulation. But I feel like if you just jump, to taking like Clomid or things like that, your body's not set up. It's not set up to help support you there at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the issue is, is that those are used without considering in, in many cases without considering uh, egg quality in the sense that, you know, so as women were born with all the eggs that we will ever carry um, but it it takes about a year for them to to mature, and it's really what's found in that last three months leading mm-hmm. up to ovulation of what's that really important time to be supporting your body um, for that egg quality. So if you're just jumping using clomid, letrozole, or doing a, a you know, IVF cycle, um, and your eggs are you're not giving your body that time to be supporting your egg quality. Um, you know then your egg you might fail at those cycles um when in reality your body just it needs that that support to help with egg quality
0: yeah there's just there's so much that goes into fertility, and it's like you said, it's a very sensitive topic, but I really. I think it's this, it really needs to be this whole body approach. It needs to not just be, let me put you on birth control. So you start having a regular bleed. Let's shut down your cycle. And then let's go ahead and like trigger our own like synthetic hormone cycle. And it's like, why don't, let's work on foundations first, which is hard. You know, like, I feel like. It's so hard because when you maybe finally find this, then you go, I have to wait longer. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So it can be frustrating.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you certainly have to take into consideration your timeline for fertility. And um, that's why, you know, like really the best start to the best day to start is today. Yeah. Of yeah. Supporting your health. Yeah.
0: I, Yeah and i'm i'm going to call out some people here in a loving ma- in a loving manner but actually one of the largest like um majority of women who join um any of our programs in the younger age group are engaged So I know you love seed cycling, but you're really struggling to figure out what to get your seeds in. You're like, okay, it's kind of boring just sticking them in a smoothie. So I have a couple suggestions for you. If you don't already do um, the energy ball seed cycling balls, you are missing out. Let me give you a recipe. So this is my favorite one of all time, but I use two cups of gluten-free oats, glyphosate-free oats. I use one cup of nut butter and then one cup of the seeds of whatever phase I'm in. So if I'm in my follicular phase um, or period, I'm gonna be doing one cup of the pumpkin and flaxseed blend. So that's going to be the nurture blend from Funk It Wellness. I do less than a half a cup of honey. Sometimes I sprinkle some hemp hearts in there or chia seeds, I'll do a sprinkle of some celtic sea salt and then a teaspoon of vanilla and then if you're feeling spicy i like to do some um, who chocolate chunks those are really good mix it all up i stick it in the fridge kind of um you know solidify for a second pull it back out roll it into balls and voila you can have two of those a day get your seeds in and thoroughly enjoy your life the other way that i really like getting them in is overnight oats or protein oats so if you this is really good if you have to be somewhere in the morning right so i will do like half a cup of oats and then you can put some raw dairy in there if you're okay with that or some coconut milk and you cover you cover the oats so they're fully submerged and then i'll put my two tablespoons of seeds in there and then i typically will do a protein powder as well and then a little bit more fat so some nut butter and then you cover and you stick it in the fridge and well I'll mix it up you guys and then I will pull that out the next morning and I will top it with some berries and then I typically will add some meat on the side to make sure I'm getting in enough protein for my breakfast but that's another great way to get your seeds in and it's super fast morning breakfast so highly recommend To make this even faster, I of course am using my Funkit Wellness seeds because I don't have to grind them because they grind them right before they are shipped to me. These are B Corp Organic Certified Seeds. You guys, you can taste the difference. I 1000% recommend them. Plus, you don't have to have like a million bags of seeds in your pantry because they have the Nurture Blend, which is your pumpkin and flax seeds, and then they have the Radiate Blend, which is your sesame and sunflower. So you just have these two two tiny bags of seeds instead of tons of bags of seeds all over the place right so you can get their subscription so they're shipped to your house every single month and they're ground right before they're shipped to you so they're not gonna go rancid okay so go get the subscription go to funk wellness do the subscription you'll get free shipping yes 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 and a discount then use the code leah 15 l-e-a-h 15 to save even more money making it super cost-effective but let's be real you guys This is saving you time, you know, and if you want to be consistent with seed cycling, you need to figure out how to fit it in your life in a way that you don't have to think very hard about it. And that is what Funk It Wellness brings to you is it makes it so easy to be consistent. And then, of course, you're going to see results because you're being consistent. Because, like, they have cycle issues, they have hormone issues, but they really are like, I'm going to put on the back burner, back burner, back burner until, like, oh, like, I'm getting married, I want to have kids, like, this is the stage of life that I'm entering, and... (laughs) I literally talked to someone the other day and she's like, yeah, I'll worry about my cycle issues like later when I'm engaged. And I'm like, why? (laughs) It may take you like what? It may take you a year. It may take you two years. Like, I don't know Mm -hmm. how long it's going to take. So start now.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And because when, you know, fertility issues are your goal or balancing your cycles just to avoid pain and, and, and anger and irritability, all that, um, you're going to get those results or we're working towards those results, but there's so much more that opens up for your health Mm -hmm. while you're working on this, you know, better moods, better sleep, um, you know, all of these, these just great things that Mm -hmm. are supportive for just feeling really good
0: on a daily basis. Yeah, it's true. It Mm -hmm. all, it all works together. Mm -hmm. So, um, obviously I want to be, conscious of time as my toddler throws basketball across the room. Um, But so we figured out what our four types are. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, advocating a little bit for yourself at the doctor. So let's say you are struggling with fertility. Okay. So then Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I'm going to go and try to get a diagnosis. I'm going to try and figure out what type I have. Mm -hmm. Then what are, could we, yes, you have to be specific. I would recommend testing, but are there any things that are generally across the board? Everybody should do this no matter what, if you're trying to get pregnant.
1: Yeah. um, Yes. And how you would say about that. So I put together a PCOS fertility protocol, which basically does just that. So in the sense of, yes, everyone should figure out what type of PCOS they have Everyone should figure out, um, you know, if gut health is affecting their fertility. Everyone should be looking at external, uh, exposure to toxins. Oh, such a big one. mm -hmm, How to reduce that exposure when looking at fertility. Everyone needs to be focusing on egg quality. Mm -hmm. Um, those are, those are big topics that then you need to be working with someone, an expert who understands PCOS, to then help you figure out what that looks like for your picture. Yes. Because yeah, like toxins, um, that's a big thing, but everyone has a different toxic load. Everyone, you know, it depends on our environment, where we live, what kind of foods we're eating, what kind of um, you know, food um uh, storage we have, yes. things like that. So so again, yes, there are these like big topics to that are important to like put a path forward for yourself, but it's mm-hmm. going to be different of what it yeah. looks
0: like. And also I highly recommend everybody listens, goes back and listens to the episode. It takes two to tango um, because we did have a specialist come on for male fertility. And I cool. think, especially if you do get a diagnosis for PCOS, you immediately just go oh, it's just a woman's issue. And it's like, mm, mm-hmm. takes two. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so. right
1: i mean when we look at for infer- infertility you know women uh, female infertility is about 30% male infertility is about 30% and then 30% is unknown so hello i mean the male infertility is the same ratio as female so yes talk with your partner about getting tested it's not just your fault
0: so yeah and i i mean yeah, we discussed that in the episode too and it's just like wild mm-hmm. to me um where I mean there's just there's just basic things men can do that really 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 whether like you know it or not you should be doing this <laughs> if you're wanting mm-hmm. to have kids like across the board. Um yeah. okay, so and then when you talked about the environmental toxins, this is where um Again, I'm going to bring, I I know I keep doing this, you guys, but I want you to be safe. Do not, do not go on the cookie cutter, like heavy metal detox, um, parasite cleanse, um, environmental flush it out of my system thing. And the reason why I say this is because there are so many steps to this. Mm -hmm. And if you try and detox or push these things out, when your body is not prepared, it's not strong enough. You guys all hell will break loose. Seriously. It will not be fun.
1: No, no. And you know, one of the biggest issues with detox, um, doing it like at home, kind of piecing things together, is that, yeah, is that you activate, well, you you bring the toxins out of the cells and then you don't flush them out of the body. So yeah. you know, you you don't you don't want that. That will just nope. bring on more issues.
0: Yeah. I just had um a client actually, she has parasites. So we found that in her labs and she goes, okay, so I just have to ask this question. Like, is everything just going to get so much worse when I start this parasite cleanse? Because one of my friends did a parasite cleanse and it made her crazy. And I don't want to go through that. And I'm like, no, you'll be fine. (laughs) because we'll set you up correctly but that's what I see like you Mm -hmm. you know you see some influencer or you google and you go oh I got parasites which I mean maybe you do but like Mm -hmm. you can't just you can't just hop on that train you guys Mm -hmm. yes excellent advice (sighs) I feel like this whole episode is just me like go test go talk to somebody (laughs) (laughs) please don't hurt yourself (laughs) um but it really does. It really does help. And I I personally, um, from when I tried to cookie cutter it to when I had a very set plan, you guys, I saved so much more money. And I mm-hmm. know that sounds like cliche because you're like, I have to go pay for a consult or I have to pay for these labs. Like, how am I saving money, Leah? Well, I mean, I spent thousands of dollars trying random supplements and it's like, did I spend a thousand dollars in one month? No, but like added up over the amount of time. Thousands of dollars, thousands of hours of frustration. You know, so it really, um, it is cheaper in the long run. Even though mm-hmm. you may just go, that's not true, Leah. That's true. Mm-hmm. um. Yeah.
1: And when it comes to fertility, I mean, um, you want to be on a clear, straightforward path because you know, um, there is at some point a like your body will shift into not making babies. So I, I don't want to stress anyone out about the biological clock. Yeah, but you know, like y- this is not something that you've got, you know, the rest of your life to be working on.
0: Yeah. And again, I'm stressing the whole, like, please don't wait until you're like, I've had no cycles and, but I'm just going to wait until I want to have kids or, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I just get so many engaged people <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or they've been married for a while. And um they're like, well, we've kind of been struggling with this for a while. And so now we're going to reach out and I'm like, well, you know, based off of these labs, like we have a lot of work to do. So mm-hmm. um I, I don't know. I just, I think it can be a blessing and a curse. You know, I, I, I'm sure you get this where you, you go through the labs with people and they literally ball (laughs) in a good way because Mm -hmm. they're like, finally, um, I don't feel crazy. Finally, I have answers, even though I see that I have so much work to do, Mm -hmm. at least there's something I can do, you know?
1: Yes. It just gives you concrete information. On how to move forward. And then also, you know, if your partner isn't yet on board with you making these changes or supporting you by, you know, helping you make these changes, showing those lab results can be really helpful because then for them, they're seeing like, okay, yes, like we have to make these changes.
0: Yeah. Guys really like facts when it's like cold, hard data. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one Mm -hmm. of their things. Yeah. Um, okay. So what are, what are some last words or thoughts or advice that you have for everybody, um, that maybe they have been diagnosed with PCOS, they've been struggling for a while, or they've just been struggling and they're not sure which way to go. What, what are some words you'd have for them?
1: Yeah. So, you know, first off, Um, don't feel alone and, you know, you're probably really frustrated and feeling like your body is broken, but you're feeling that way because you don't have the right support right now. And -hmm. there's just too much misinformation out there that, you know, maybe you heard something from a a doctor that is just making you feel like there is no hope,
0: but I want
1: you to know if, yeah, if you haven't taken this step to really understand your PCOS type and, worked with somebody who will focus on, you know, the root cause of your fertility issues, that's when you open up your fertility, you know, getting Mm -hmm. that individualized plan. That's when you get the best chance at becoming pregnant because Mm -hmm. you're focusing on internally what your body needs the most in order to make a baby.
0: Yeah. And Mm -hmm. while you guys are doing that, what Dr. Potter said, everybody can reduce their toxic intake, like get rid of those endocrine disruptors, like throw away your wall plugins <laughs> and your air fresheners. Right. Everybody <laughs> can do that. You know, yeah. that's, I mean, that's free. I mean, kind of throwing mm-hmm. in the garbage, but it's free. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So how can people find you? I'll make sure I link everything below, of course, as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. You can find me on my website. I frequently put up YouTube videos. I've got an active blog. Um, And I also want to let you know that if you're in a place and you're really struggling with PCOS and you haven't figured out your PCOS type, um, I invite you to come and talk with me to help figure out that type. So then you can get that. Clear plan forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I normally offer those sessions for 299. Um, but Leah, I, you know, you've put together this amazing community. So I just want to offer this um, for free for your community. So yeah.
0: take, take her, her up on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you can find that at drangelapotter.com forward slash PCOS type and that'll bring you up to the session site and then the discount code will be balancing hormones naturally so for Leah's podcast
0: you guys that should be flooded i mean i'm just saying it should be flooded if you don't take advantage of free support um you should and i i don't know i think some i don't know i don't know why people don't take advantage of free support sometimes they need that investment to like push them over the ledge but like you guys mm-hmm if you figure out what type you are, that gives you like such a clear direction then on, you know, mm-hmm. where you can go. So yeah, thank so you. You're we'll not make sure we link that at the wall. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Well, thank you very much for hopping on. Yeah, of
1: course. I just want to give a shout out to you, Leah. Like you listeners can't see her right now, but her, she's oh. <laughs> got two kids with her, her, she's putting her baby down for a nap. Like she is an amazing woman. Like you are a badass
0: thank you <laughs> that's where all the noises are coming from it's like landing with his trucks <laughs> thank you for listening to today's episode of balancing hormones naturally if you found this helpful i would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag balancing hormones naturally podcast so we can get this message out you can find me on instagram at leah underscore b-r-u-e-g and i would absolutely love to hear from you